I'm Sailor. It's another episode of Metal, Rock, and Whiskey, and tonight we will be celebrating the big screen. This is a top to a, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to eleven. Look, right across the board, oh. eleven, oh, eleven, and most of eleven, and then amps go up to ten. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes, you know, be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where mm. can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? I put it up to eleven. Eleven. Exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to eleven. Yes, we will. And for the listeners that might be new to the show, we sometimes compare two albums from one artist against each other. We discuss, usually argue, and very professionally debate the merits, and in the end, only one album or artist reigns supreme. Tonight, we're going to do a battle just a little bit differently. That's right, Matt. This is a bit different. Um, tonight, we are going to be doing another battle, but this battle is going to be the best rock and metal movie soundtracks. So the pressure is off a bit now that we have completed our best musician list and created our super group. That definitely had me in knots for weeks and weeks. <laughs> we needed something a little more light to discuss because it was very stressful. So we came up with the idea to battle our favorite soundtracks. And um, I'm super excited to see how this is going to go down because we talk about it all the time. And we have tried to record this episode several times, so we're finally here. Minus Jake, though. We're missing Jake, unfortunately. Yes. But do we have his yeah. list? Does anybody have his list? I don't no? know if he ever sent it to us. Maybe we can get it while we're okay. recording. Well, I'm excited to see... Well, we've all chosen. Oh, yeah, and there's nothing like taking the stress off of making lists with making, making another lists. list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while we work on getting Jake's list handy, we will start with the whiskey, as always. We do not have a pairing tonight, but what is everyone drinking? Well, I'll start. I've got um, something I discussed in another episode. It was my, our, my Black Friday find. I've got some uh, Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit, bottled in 2014. Yum. Very, very yummy. I'm loving this. Still should have bought those um, bottles, man. Oh, you know what? I did have my brother go back and buy the last one off the shelf. It was still there. Nice. (laughs) So, I now have three of them. Very nice. So, anyway, I know Wild Turkey uses the same mash bill. For pretty much all their bourbons, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so is the Kentucky Spirit is that just like extra aged, basically one hundred one? Because I know it's one hundred and one proof. So, um, do you know? There, the differences between a lot of their um, a lot of their expressions, and forgive me, I've been drinking, I've been sampling whiskey all day today at work (laughs) (laughs) i have had a lot of distributor meetings um so uh so that it's there it's a high corn bourbon as most of them are um and this one is it's the age that and where where he puts the barrels makes a huge difference in all Mm. of his expressions um he has um, a unique way of choosing um, which barrels to be blended with which and so forth and so on if it's not a single barrel. So that's what makes a difference between the rare breed and the Kentucky Spirit. I think they taste really different, in my opinion. Okay, when you say he, I'm assuming you're talking about Jimmy Russell. Yeah, sorry. Did I not say that? For people that don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Master distiller Jimmy Russell. Yes. yes. Yeah, and that's eight to nine years age, typically, the Kentucky Spirit. Okay. Even though it's, I don't think it's, there's an age statement on it, right? No. Yeah. No, it's, it's usually eight to nine years. So you're enjoying it though, Ed? Yes, I am enjoying it very much. I think it's got, it's got more body than the Wild Turkey 101. Um, I think it's like the viscosity is, is a little bit better. And um, I think that 
it has a better finish than the 101, although it's a little bit similar. Not as much mm-hmm. sweetness as the rare breed. You don't get as much as that butter, popcorn, and caramel. Um, right. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with, I mean, with any of their expressions, really, but the Kentucky Spirit, especially for the price, for the value. Yeah. It's a phenomenal choice. $40 bottle, which, you know, I've tasted, you know, $70, $80 bottles. I haven't liked as much as this. Mm, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Matt? Well, I'm drinking Johnny Walker Platinum 18-year. Platinum. Platinum. Um, Sounds fancy. Yes. It is in their core range, of course, with their other, with their red, their black, double black, green, and blue, and gold reserve. But um, this wasn't always available in our markets. It was a travel retail exclusive for a very long time. And they kind of, in one of their better decisions that they made, because God knows they made a lot of bad decisions lately, Johnny (laughs) Walker, um, (laughs) they've, yeah they kind of revamped their core range and they put the platinum in as an 18 year, uh, bumping the gold reserve down to a no age statement. Um, and they moved the green 15 year off to, you know, mostly in the markets of, you know, East Asia and, and the Pacific. And eventually the 15 found its way back because 15 is fantastic, but platinum 18 is of their core stuff, probably the best. And I know Johnny Walker blue gets all the hype, it's the higher price point one. It's the one that people have to have in the bar for the holidays and everything. But uh, it's it's nowhere close to this one as far as I'm concerned. I mean, to me, Johnny Walker Blue is very neutral tasting. It doesn't offer a lot other than just an, a very bland sipper that you can give to your non-whiskey drinking friends at said holiday parties. Um, but Blue is, blue is not age-stated, is it? Blue is not age-stated, no. Okay. No, uh, and it is a blended malt. It's not. It's not a blended scotch. Um, but platinum eighteen year, a uh, lot of honey, some citrus, some nice grassy notes to it. Very easy sipper. I would drink it any day of the week over anything else that they offer. Uh, and I happen to have a little two hundred ml sample here, so I'm enjoying it very much. So. If you can find it on sale someplace, you probably find it for $69 to $79, $79.99 retail. So hmm. decent price uh, for that an 18 year. Too bad for 18. Yeah. No, not at all. Exactly. I mean, you know, full price of, if you know, you go to a smaller store that doesn't have it on sale, you're talking probably a hundred bucks. But you know, if you go to one of the bigger retail stores, you could find it for seventy to ninety dollars. Um, you know, just just very nice. Yeah, that seems like it would be kind of a sweet spot for a scotch be in that like 15 to 20 year old range you think yes yes i would agree yeah um and like i had mentioned johnny walker with a lot of missteps the last couple years you know all you have to do is do your research or or you know listen to the show to know that but uh redoing their core range a few years back was probably one of the better decisions they made because it gave the opportunity for this market to have this scotch and uh it's a home run very nice. I have never, I have never cared for the flavor of any Johnny Walker expression I've ever tasted. For the price and the notoriety it gets, I I just don't understand it. I I would never spend that much money. I mean, if I saw a twenty dollar bottle and it was like okay, yeah, all right, fine. But I can think of endless amounts of whiskey I'd rather spend. Six, wait, how much did you say the retail price was? Uh, I mean, if it's not, if it's a good sale at a bigger store, you could probably find it for uh, sixty to seventy-five, eighty. What yeah. I don't, I don't get the draw. I don't get the draw. I don't just don't understand. For an eighteen-year-old scotch. I don't get it, but it doesn't. I just don't think there's enough flavor there. Sound... I just, have you, oh, have you tried it before? Any Johnny Walker expression I've ever tried, I have never felt that it had. I've just felt it's always so. Bland, just very, very bland. Nothing special about it. We like, share the same exact sentiment until I was able to try this, and this is the one exception for me. I'll have to give um, it a try then. Yeah, because the mean, blue, for me, I'm like, yeah. what is the? I literally say to people, uh, "Here's a list of things. Don't waste your money on that. Here's a list of other whiskeys that you will prefer to that. Trust me. Mm-hmm. That are pre- to me a monkey shoulder is better than the blue." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hands down. 
And that's why before they had discontinued the Johnny Walker Green 15-year in this market, that was the one that was at least palatable to me because it was a blended malt, very similar to Monkey Shoulder with a little bit more age on it. But like I said, then I had this, and this was by far the best one of their core range, at least to me. Not even close. Hmm. I'll have to try it for sure. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Definitely. How was you, Sailor? Are you drinking something, or did you have your fill earlier? I had my fill. <laughs> I had I had to drive home, and then since I'm on West Coast time, it's I've still got things to do this evening. I have to go to function, so I had to slow down. Um, Day drinking. I I had been sampling a whole lot of stuff. Um, and, uh, I've got a new project I'm working on that I'm consulting for. So, um, but I started off when I sat down at the bar before my meeting, I sat down and, um, had a little Telemore do Caribbean cask. Oh yeah. One mm. of my favorite little, it's not like a sweet treat, you know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a Snickers bar, you can have a little Telemore do Caribbean cask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I was drinking before the sampling began. So I can say that's what I was drinking tonight. All right. So, all right, guys, let's get into this discussion. All right, so it's time to reveal our lists. Let's go over the criteria once more. So... The movie soundtrack has to contain mostly hard rock or metal songs or bands, mm-hmm. um, or the rock that we have painfully um, come to <laughs> categorize as hard rock. <laughs> what we mean is Elvis wouldn't necessarily wouldn't fall into that category. You know, the Beatles don't Beatles. really fall into that category, yeah. but straight up rock, you know, like an Aerosmith would be fine. Um, so um, we all were supposed to choose five. Am I right? You are right. Uh, no. Ten? Three? You originally said up to ten. <laughs> okay, fine. Up to ten. So that's... <laughs> um, we can have a few honorable mentions. Like I have five. Did. Okay, I have five too. But hey, whatever. I'm not trying to jake the process. <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> whatever. That's what we're going to call from now on. Jaking the process. <laughs> so um, we'll reveal our list. We'll defend our choices. And in the end, we will see which movie wins. Um, which will be by majority. So um, we're going to have a little discussion about this. And uh, who wants to start? Who would like to begin? Ed. (laughs) Okay, so my list. Number five on my list, I have Bohemian Rhapsody. The movie soundtrack from the new Queen movie that just came out recently I mean, this soundtrack, it basically is like a a Queen Greatest Hits album. It's fantastic. And um, number four, I have The Song Remains the Same soundtrack, which is the uh, Led Zeppelin movie, Mm -hmm. which contains lots of great Led Zeppelin songs. Number three... Dazed and Confused. Love the soundtrack album. Um, some of the... A lot of, like, the 70s rock. Some of the best, like, Black Sabbath, Paranoid, um, School's Out, Alice Cooper, Cherry Bomb by The Runaways, Stranglehold by Ten Dugent are some of the, the ones you'll get off of that one. Some pretty good, good selections. Number two, Detroit Rock City. Another similar one. Mm -hmm. A lot of great, great rock and roll songs. Iron Man by Black Sabbath, Cat Scratch Fever, which is actually performed by Pantera, which is kind of cool. Van Halen, Running with the Devil, and um, Rebel Rebel by David Bowie, Strutter by the Donnas. Lots of great, great songs on this, uh, and many more. And number one in my list would be (laughs) Metallica through the never. Oh, gross. Now this is basically, yeah, this is just like a Metallica album, and I, I'm a Metallica fan, and so I had to put this at the top of my list. Loved, love it. Well, 
thought we were going to have some similar picks. Uh, me too. I guess I, not. Nope. nope. <laughs> Same here. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, you should have seen what was in my uh, six through ten. What were your? So, what are your honorable, me, honorable mentions? mentions? Okay, my my honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions would be Wayne's World. This is Spinal Tap. Um, Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, put out in 2007. Good pick. Um, Airheads. Airheads is so good. <laughs> and Rock of Ages. Hmm. Very, okay. very, very interesting. Um, wait, so Wayne's World didn't make it to the top of your list, huh? I couldn't bump Bohemian Rhapsody to put Wayne's head, Wayne, Wayne's head, Wayne's world <laughs> above it. Sorry. Interesting. Uh, okay. All right. Max? I hated. I hated to leave it out, but given what I had in my top five, I just couldn't do it. Okay, so I have no particular order to these five movies, but I will go as I did with my drummers. I will go in alphabetical order. That's to not show favoritism, because I like all of these. <laughs> so, actually, I'm going to start with my honorable mentions, actually. Is that all right? Yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, so, and I'm not going to get into a lengthy discussion about these, but honorable mentions. Purple Rain. Wayne's World 2. Mm. Mission Impossible 2. Uh, going to cheesy 1980s, which doesn't count in this, but I'm going to mention them anyway. Karate Kid. Uh, and The Departed. So, Hmm. now my five. So the first one was also on Ed's list, and that is Dazed and Confused. Hmm. Now, I cannot think of any other soundtrack where every single song on the soundtrack, most people know the song. They're hits. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and they're... You know, the movie was released in 1993, so and I know it takes place in, what, 75, 76, I think. So, you know, it's harkening back to a time, and this music is the signs of the times, obviously, but every single song uh, from top to bottom on the album is a hit, and I don't think you can get that on any, sound, any other soundtrack. So, Dazed and Confused is my first. Number two, I went a little bit more modern. Uh, and I went with Rockstar, which is the Mark Wahlberg film from 2006. Uh, on this, obviously, uh, the story itself, if you're not familiar with it, um, it tells the story of Chris Cole, a tribute band singer who ascended to the position of lead vocalist of his favorite band. It was actually inspired by the real-life story of Ripper Owens, obviously, singer and Judas Priest tribute band, who was chosen to replace Rob Halford. Uh, so based on that real-life story, uh, the band in question in the movie is called Steel Dragon, and five or six of their songs are actually on the soundtrack, but you also have songs from Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Ted Nugent, uh, In Excess, Kiss, uh, Everclear. So it's a pretty stacked soundtrack also, and those Steel Dragon songs, if you're like a metal fan or you know an 80s hard rock. Uh, so the third movie, actually I'm going to skip the third one for now, save that for last the next one is This is Spinal Tap. You can't... I don't think you can talk about any rock or metal movie without mentioning This is Spinal Tap. I think it's one of those that's... Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, you want to call it a mockumentary or, you know, what, whatever you want to call it. A comedy. <laughs> it's still a rock movie. It's about a hard rock band. It's about... Uh, Music, And I think that you talk to any hard rock or metal artist and they will cite this movie. Uh, I think it's very much when we had our, like when we had our uh, Halloween episode and we talked about Halloween soundtracks and movies, I think it's kind of like the scream of metal movies. It's the parody. It's the, you know, it it parodies a lot of movies that came before it. Like, uh, you know, one that you mentioned, Ed, uh, Song Remains the Same. I think it, it plays off aspects of those more serious rock documentaries and puts it in a more funny light. And uh, I couldn't think of making this list without that one. Uh, fourth is Wayne's World, the original Wayne's World. I'm just going to read the artists on this and then you can figure out why. Uh, so Queen, Cinderella, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, Eric Clapton, Soundgarden. Uh, and of course, Tia Carrere. I mean, she's fucking hot. 
Uh, and then not to mention, not to mention, you know, the artists that didn't make the soundtrack, uh, Temple of the Dog, Ugly, Ugly Kid Joe, Kicks, uh, you know, uh, Tia Carrera doing Fire by Jimi Hendrix was not on the soundtrack as well. So just a shoe in also for me. And I saved this one for last because this is a movie that I was actually familiar with, very familiar with the soundtrack. Uh, my brother actually, my oldest brother had an, an ex-girlfriend who was super obsessed with this movie. So I am very, very familiar with the soundtrack. I have not seen the movie myself, so that's why I saved this for last. But as far as the soundtrack goes, I am super familiar with it, and I freaking love it. Uh, because I think it's a sign of the time and place from where it takes place, and that's the movie Singles. Yes. Oh, God, I uh, love that is, movie so much. And it this was is a never that's a movie that soundtrack. I would see on my own. Um, but like I said, I had my oldest brother had a girlfriend who was absolutely obsessed with this movie and obsessed with the soundtrack, and it was around that time where... It was like mid '90s, late '90s, where you know the stuff was still popular. But it's basically it it's it's made with the background of the grunge movement in Seattle. So I mean, it it's about the grunge movement. Guys from the grunge movement are in the movie. Chris Cornell's in the movie. Eddie Vedder is in the movie, uh, and the soundtrack is loaded with There's those artists. So I mean, you have Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell. Solo, Chris Cornell and Soundgarden doing songs. Uh, Jimi Hendrix is on this. Uh, Mudhoney, which is a grunge band that gets completely overlooked. Uh, and the Smashing Pumpkins as well. So that had to be number five for me. So those are my five. Yes. Nice. Kind of ironic that you never watch a movie called Singles by yourself. <laughs> That was a bad dad joke. <laughs> Sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> Have you no, seen the movie, see Matt? I've never seen the movie. No. See the fucking movie. It's hysterical. Why don't you want to? It's not it's a girly like, movie at all. It doesn't sound like a girly you know, movie. It's not. Like, people in it. It's not. In college, I took some film courses, and Jen took some film courses, too. And, you know, it's a Cameron Crowe movie, and I've seen his other stuff, and I just don't like it. And I was probably like, no, don't, no. You don't like almost famous. So I mean, I'm not really a fan of his style, but oh my god, I can't. I don't know if we can be friends I, anymore. I'm yeah. right there with you. See the fucking movie, and then we're gonna talk about it. Okay. That is your that is your homework. I gotta see that movie. There's a lot of scenes in it that will make you. There's a couple. There's the elevator scene is the funniest one to me. So just right. yeah. I mean, I like Matt Dillon. I mean, that's, that's your homework. That's basically, it. <laughs> see, you see the movie. You're gonna be like, okay, 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 it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um. All right, so I'm gonna start with do my we want honorable mentions first, first, or do we want to at the end? Okay, I'll do Jake's yeah. at the all end. Right. He sent me. Yeah, I'll do it at the end. All right. Um. Okay. So some some of the movies that must be mentioned but just didn't make it to my top five also almost famous for me black sabbath um skinner zeppelin bowie the who phenomenal soundtrack fast mm-hmm. times at ridgemont high come on joe walsh billy squire stevie nicks danny elfman sammy hagar jimmy buffett kenny loggins didn't necessarily fit in you know with the criteria but should be mentioned because it's what's it's the movie that started this whole conversation if you guys remember um, we started talking about this. Uh, Dracula 2000, Slayer, System of a Down, Godhead, Pantera. Um, movie sucked, soundtrack very good. Mm. Um, Train Spotting is another really great, such a good soundtrack, but again, didn't really fit in the category. New Order, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop. That's, a, that's another, used to be one of my favorites. I used to have it on, I think on tape still, and I would, I killed the tape. Um, the Lost Boys. Um, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. just just yes. the saxophone man alone. Sexy okay? saxophone man. <laughs> which appar- the sexy saxophone man, which apparently he's coming out with a new album. <laughs> um, that's also a really, really great soundtrack. And then mm. High Fidelity, phenomenal. Top Gun, mm. Flashdance, as much yeah. as we can make fun of it. Grease, I mean, come on. Grease, the original Grease. Every time one of those songs come on the radio, I'm 
dancing around singing to it. Spinal Tap, of course, goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Purple Rain, of course, goes without saying. Again, just didn't really feel like it fit quite in the category. Um, I also have singles as well. Um, and then Pump Up the Volume, which used to be one of my favorite movies of all times. Um, so those are all my honorable mentions that didn't quite make it. Then I just wanted to mention the movie Trick or Treat. I didn't put it in my top five because it's really kind of just an album by a band called Fastway. Um, and that's the whole soundtrack to the movie. But it's still really horrible but awesome 80s metal. <laughs> um, and then The Matrix. Um the original Matrix, you've got Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, The Deftones, Ministry, Rammstein, and Rage Against the Machine. Honestly, That's another forgot about that one. really yeah. good soundtrack. That exa- I, and I did too, until I, st- I started looking through listen, 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 listen. I was like, oh my god, that's right, that was a really good soundtrack. Um, and then this a movie, an indie movie called Gummo. I don't know if you no. guys have ever seen it. No. I'm, I have a thing for really strange indie movies. Very, I'm a big David Lynch fan, if that tells you anything. Um, oh, I've got one for you, then. I love... Gummo's amazing. I can't explain to you what the hell it's about, because it's just weird. I don't know what it's about. Um, but the soundtrack has I Hate God on it, Corrosion of Conformity, um, Mortician, The Electric Hellfire Club. Um, really, really great, great great songs on that but didn't quite make my top five but here is what did yes wayne's world we're not worthy Mm -hmm. 1992 queen red hot chili peppers alice cooper black sabbath cinderella kicks temple of the dog Soundgarden, and like you said tia carrera you cannot go wrong with the soundtrack and i mean the fact that it revived a band oh yeah (laughs) you know that had kind of gone out of fashion for younger listeners is just phenomenal so mm-hmm. um, they it, that that made my top five. Um, yeah, that introduced mm-hmm. Queen to a whole new exactly, generation. exactly. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times I had gone down. I was in college, and I had gone down to Florida to visit um, a girl who I grew up with, one of my best friends, and we went out and saw it, and we saw it twice back to back. She had already seen it once, and she's like, "Oh my god, you've got to see this!" And then we went. She went to drive me back to my grandparents' house, and they were right by the Fort Lauderdale Strip. And that's back when you could cruise on the Strip. So we did a little bit of cruising, and I'll never forget this. We're at a red light, and all of a sudden the song comes on, and we're like, "Oh my god!" And so we turn it up, and just as it gets to the headbanging part, like in the movie, we're doing it, and we look over, and there's a car full of guys doing the same thing next to us. And we all kind of looked over each other with our devil horns. Um, Yeah, great, great soundtrack that has to be in any top five, I think. Um, The other one that made it to my top five is Heavy Metal, the movie, 1981. Sammy, fuck! Yeah, Sammy Hagar, oh, Journey, Devo, Black Sabbath, Stevie Nicks, Blue Oyster so Cult, Nazareth. Fuck that. yes. Fuck, fuck man. How could you forget it was heavy on, it metal? It was on my long list, but I didn't think it was. I don't uh, know. Fuck compared me. to the other ones I had. I I don't know. I maybe because I don't know. I used to get stoned as balls and just sit there and watch that movie over and over and over. So it's like nostalgia. Wait, read for those me. artists I think again. It's a phenomenal soundtrack. Sammy Hagar, Journey, Devo, Black Sabbath, Stevie Nicks, Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult, what and Nazareth. What is wrong with that, man? Come on. <laughs> well, Come it's on. yeah, the artists, but other than the songs that they chose for the movie weren't some of the best songs, I didn't think. Fuck. I love it. I love it. But anyway. All right. Another one that made it to my top five is Spawn from 1997. Come on, Slayer, Metallica, Marilyn Manson, Henry Rollins, Korn, and the Butthole Surfers. I'm telling you, there are so many Fuck. like sneaky yes. soundtracks in the late 90s. I'm telling you. Like Spawn, Matrix. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Yeah, they, yeah. Yep. Fuck. Yep. I mean, th- that, and I, again, was another uh, movie where I purchased on CD this time um, the soundtrack and listened to it constantly. Um, I will admit I used to skip over the corn song because I'd never liked corn, but um, I loved that. Loved that soundtrack. Another one that made it to my top five was, ready? <laughs> Last Action oh Hero, God. 1993 with yes. Arnold. Do you guys remember wow. this soundtrack? Fucking, Guns you've got Roses, Big man, Gun right? from ACDC. Yeah. 
Alice in Chains, What the Hell, Megadeth, Angry Again, Queensryche, Real World, Def Leppard, Two Steps Behind, Anthrax, Poison in My Eyes, Aerosmith, Dream On, Tesla, Last Action Hero, Tesla is one of my favorites. Wow. Good one. Such a fucking great soundtrack. It's it's fast, it's up, it's on, and it's very much of that period, too, which I <laughs> love so, so much about it. <laughs> that movie's yeah. hysterical. It's hysterical. Um, the movie does not well, age well, but the, the soundtrack definitely does. Definitely does. Some of my favorite. <laughs> I, so for my top five list, I decided to um, pull it up on Spotify and when I would drive around to work and wherever, I would listen to each one just to make sure, okay, these are the five that I want in my top five list. So I've been listening to all of them, and um, it was a great way for it to be a deciding factor. All right. And then drum roll for my number one choice. All right. The Crow, uh. 1994, starring Brandon Lee. This is one of the best movie soundtracks ever fucking made i still listen to it if you guys follow me on spotify you will see me listen to this at least once a week here's how it goes down burn from the cure golgotha tenement blues from machines of loving grace big empty stp dead souls nine inch nails darkness rage color me once the violent femmes Ghost Rider, Rollins Band, one of my favorite Rollins Band songs. Milk Toast from Helmet and The Badge from Pantera. And that's not it. There are more. This soundtrack to me is the ultimate hard rock metal soundtrack that has ever been made, in my opinion. And totally stands the test of time. Four of the five of your soundtracks from 1993 to 97. Four-year period. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there's yeah. other ones that I mentioned, though. I mean, yeah. you know, Trick or Treat is the eight, early 80s. Pump Up the Volume is 80s. Um, Purple Rain is 80s. You know, I put in there Grease, Flashdance, Top Gun, High Fidelity. I mean, High Fidelity, okay, is 90s again. Lost Boys, 80s. So there's still a lot of, there's a lot of eight, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There's a lot of 80s in there that yeah. didn't make it all the way to the top. Oh well, yeah, my original solid, list I did off the top of my head list. read like Top Gun. Well, it's like a '80s list: Top Gun, Footloose, Flash Gordon, Highlander, Lost Boys, Less Than Zero, Gross Point Blank, Almost I Famous. Love Gross Point Red Blank Red is Red a good one. Yeah. yeah, Gross Point Blank. That's one of my favorite movies. Period. Period. But to me, that's a very like new wave '80s. Oh yeah, definitely you know? more of a new wave yeah. soundtrack. That's yeah. just why I didn't included in my i listen to that soundtrack a lot i've watched that movie when i first moved to san francisco right out of college um my girlfriend and i were very very poor there was three of us girls living in a tiny studio apartment three girls um we had a walk-in closet so someone put a a single mattress in there and that was the bedroom (laughs) suite and that girl had to pay 25 dollars more a month um we didn't have cable because we couldn't afford it we had um, three movies in our possession and like four CDs, and that was it. And one of those three movies was Gross Point Blank. So we watched, must have watched it hundreds and hundreds of times that year. I used to be able to recite the whole at this thing. Point, I'm assuming, right? No, it was it was DVD. It was. Oh, right. okay. well, actually, I don't know. I think you're right. I think it was VHS. Shit. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> It was that and Wild at Heart, and I had the Wild at Heart soundtrack on tape. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, wh- okay, who was anybody keeping track? I th- we I all know three have Wayne's World. World. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Wayne's World. All right, got, let, let me give well, Jake's real quick. Let me give but Jake's. But the thing is that oh, Wayne's didn't. World didn't okay, make so my two. top five. It, it was number six. All right, so hold on. Here's Jake's list. Jake has The Matrix. That was one of my honorable mentions. He has mm-hmm. The Crow. Fuck yeah, Jake. So there's two for The Crow. Underworld. Yeah. Good choice. Wayne's World. And Dazed and Confused. So we have a tie. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, A tie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Between Dazed and Confused and Wayne's World. <laughs> that's so strange. Yeah, Dazed and Confused was myself, <laughs> Matt, and Jake. You guys are and weird. In Wayne's World, we have uh, Matt, Sailor, and Jake. 
<laughs> Why are we weird? Because we're so fucking weird. <laughs> because oh of this, on this show, this is what, like... Hold on. I gotta pull up this soundtrack now, because... <laughs> I mean, you know, really, honestly, this is Sailor, what's gonna... looking at your list, I'm fucking <laughs> jealous of your list. Like, I honestly, like, I overlooked all of these be. fucking Two. movies, man. Man. And I'm familiar with mm-hmm. all the soundtracks, and I overlooked every single one of these. Fuck. I'm, like, I, I don't know how never, all of you guys didn't. I would put have the never crow. in my life thought Spawn. And then as soon as you said Spawn, as, as soon as you said Spawn, what? I'm like, I fucking hate myself right now. Because I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember the CD. I remember it. It's so fucking good. Okay, so this this is what's this is what's on Days and Confused. Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Highway Star by Deep Purple. School's Out by Alice Cooper. Jim Dandy performed by Black Oak, Arkansas. Why Can't We Be Friends performed by War. Stranglehold, Ted Nugent. No More Mr. Nice Guy, Alice Cooper. Do You Feel Like We Do, Peter Frampton. Lowrider by War. Hurricane by Bob Dylan. I Just Want to Make Love to You, Foghat. Love Hurts, Nazareth. Paranoid Sabbath. There's Never Been Any Reason, Head East. Tush by ZZ Top. Fox on the Run by Sweet. Slow Ride by Fog Hat. Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. I mean, really, you guys? This is this is going to make our... This is all like stoner classic rock. This is what's going to make our fucking top of the... I want to read no, it's up I against rematch. Wayne's World. So it's, one of them has to win. Well, we're going to have to go to the listeners because otherwise I want to rematch. This is bullshit. What, what Metal Rock and Whiskey is not going down like this. No fucking way. <laughs> Days and Confuse will not be the top. No. That cannot be. No. I, I can't. I can't. Just because it's not in your it. top five. <laughs> no. I mean, I put Days and Confuse on my honorable mention, too, but it's it doesn't beat out spawn it doesn't beat out last action hero it doesn't beat out the crow it doesn't beat out wayne's world it doesn't beat out the matrix no fucking way actually the matrix has two okay well do you want to do like we did um with uh the drummers and say out of those two which one would we put first so out of the two hang on so wayne's world got how many votes wayne's world they they tied. They got three each. Oh, okay. So, because remember, like we did with Neil Pert and John Bonham, we yeah. went and said which one we would vote for first, one over the other, and that kind of determined. We can do the same thing. There. Well, you already know what my vote's going to be. She's mad because okay, the Wayne's soundtracks World. aren't more metal. Okay. That's why. <laughs> I don't... No, that... No, it's that... I mean, yes and no, but they're... I mean, look at all the movies I just mentioned. There's no way that those aren't more appropriate now, for us looking, or better. Looking back at these two, um, I would say that if I had to do it over again, I would probably put Wayne's World over Dazed and Confused. Matthew? Matthew. Does it really matter now? I mean, you guys both choose Wayne's World. But anyway, no, I would, I would have to choose Wayne's World also. Just because the movie means more to me than Days and Confused does. Well, I think it's a better soundtrack, in a way. I mean, well, no, yeah, that's a tough one. Better, and, maybe and not. I agree with Sailor. If it's going to come down to one of those um, being the choice for the show, then I think Wayne's World is much more a better choice for our show. Than <laughs> I agree. Days yeah. and Confused. Yeah. I am. St- I gotta tell you, I am so disappointed in you, motherfuckers, that you didn't choose. I, I can't believe you guys don't have the crow on your list. I am so. I didn't even think about. I it. thought for sure all four of us were gonna have the crow. I didn't even think it was a question. It wasn't even a question in my mind. I thought for sure we were you all gonna have the crow. I haven't seen for the some crow reason, in like twenty years. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so it's Listen, I had like. I had a block. Listen to it from like ninety three to two thousand on my soundtracks, and then you guys were naming you were naming movies, and I'm like fuck, 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 fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I was so desensitized <laughs> to I guess what the music was coming out then that I wasn't really paying attention to the soundtracks. But damn, man, there are a lot of sneaky soundtracks in there that See, are really I went- good. Yeah. 
I oh, did yeah. best soundtracks from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And then I went and dug through, like, my own memories and went through my Spotify. I went through, like, you know, any music that I still own that's digital. And, a, and it like, I was surprised by, well, I mean, I told you, obviously, I still listen to The Crow all the time. So that one was a no-brainer. Last Action Hero, I ended up... I, ha- I hadn't listened to it in a very long time, but I actually had an old iPod playlist from Last Action Hero, you know, from like 2005 or something like that, um, that I put together. And then Spawn, same thing with Spawn. I was listening to a ton of, and it was like, oh shit, I have a playlist of like six of these songs from the Spawn movie. Um, yeah, so I that's kind of how I memory. came up so, with all I mean, this stuff. That, like, Spawn like, never fucking entered my mind. But damn. But you're fucking right. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Yeah. And I mean, Dragon of 2000 as well. Like I said, shitty movie. But yes, shitty movie. Um, You know, I don't love that Spawn movie very much. The 97 Spawn, not so much. Um, Same with Dracula 2000. Um, But the soundtracks are so fucking good. So good. But to me, nothing beats The Crow. Wayne's World does. But I guess Wayne's World does. <laughs> We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Party time! Excellent! <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it's it with time for the Scooby Doo ending. each other. That was good. Well, damn. That's it, yeah. That was easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but yeah, hindsight being twenty twenty, now we hearing all your ideas. Yeah, I need a second I chance I at this, man. My list now, but I can't. <laughs> so that's what I'm stuck with. Well, stuck let's with. actually let's do that and post it in the middle Metal Rock and Whiskey Facebook group. Go back and say, well, if in hindsight, if I could change my list, my top five, this is what I would change it to, just for the hell of it. And let's just see. Yeah, I have to go back and listen with. to I'll those. I'll do the same. Definitely. Although I like my list. Like my list is perfection. So Your I'm list not is very good. Anything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I agree. Great discussion. And to all our listeners, if you enjoyed this show, please tune in next week, where we'll be coming up with another episode. Of and we're something. not sure what it's going to be, but it will be another episode of the Metal Rock and Whiskey Podcast. It'll be something. <laughs> but be until something. then, <laughs> until does anyone then. have any? Th- Thing, what they would like to talk about anything they've been listening to or perhaps even watching yes yes sailor so um i'm not a big true crime person typically uh i i've got a lot of friends that are super into all the true crime podcasts and god knows there's a ton of them out there but um i decided i don't know what made me what made me look this up, but um, there's a podcast network called Wondery, which I really love all their content. And I binged on the, um, uh, oh shit, now I'm gonna, it's gonna leave my head. Hold on. Um, <laughs> oh, the Wonderland Murders. Are you guys familiar with the Wonderland Murders? It sounds familiar, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you what it's all about. So, um, super fat. I know there was a movie, I think think it was called wonderland i think um really really interesting um hor- i mean horrific sadly but um john holmes is is a character in this that you know the porn star from the what was he yeah. 70s 80s um mm-hmm. he was wrapped up in these uh, in a serial murder that happened and actually was convicted, even though they don't really think that he did the murdering physically. Um, mm. But anyway, um, very fascinating story. And I, so I've been listening to that. And um, now I'm listening to the Black Dahlia murders on Wondery. So I don't know why I'm on this true crime kick right now, but <laughs> that's what I'm listening to. Thanks. Thanks, Jake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're welcome he likes true crime stuff <laughs> yeah I know he does <laughs> you know honestly whenever this show airs but at the time we're recording right now I'm watching Christmas movies that's what I'm watching 
What Christmas movies? Well, this is going to open up a whole new thing here, but I'm just going to say that my top three, uh, obviously Christmas Vacation. Yes. Um, there you go. A Christmas Story. Yes. And a newer one. I, I never, I'm always a fan of the classics, but there's a newer one that was released probably six or seven years ago. It's called Four Christmases with Vince mm. Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. Oh. Yeah. Mm. No. You can't go wrong with Elf either. Oh, Elf oh, is one no, of the Elf, what's favorite color? What? There are so <laughs> many amazing fucking lines in that. Santa! I know him! <laughs> I answered the phone for I, I sort like a good solid year and a half after that movie. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? <laughs> oh my god! Santa here? I know him. I know him. I don't like it. I love that movie. Classic. It's so good. Yeah. How about oh what god. about Die Hard? Man. How come Die well, yeah, Hard? Oh yeah, Die Hard. Well, yeah. Hello. But I gotta think of the wife too. So. Yippee ki motherfucker. It's a top Christmas movie. Yeah. Jenny doesn't want to watch Die Hard. We're going to have to talk. We're going to have to discuss. Talk to her. Talk to her. Those are good. Those are some good solid choices, except for the Vince Vaughn movie. That's yeah. pretty lame. No. I think I can get back behind me on that. Vince Vaughn's a Chicago guy, you know? That's right. Yeah. What about you, Ed? What are your favorite Christmas movies? Oh, A Christmas Story has to be my number one. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Up there with It's a Wonderful Life. Classic. Is up there. Um, Christmas Vacation, like Matt said. Mm-hmm. Elf is up mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. All good movies. One of my favorites is, and if you, I mean, Matt, you're probably too young for this movie. Um, and maybe a lot of our listeners wouldn't have not watched this movie, and I urge you to watch it white christmas oh yeah i've seen it so yeah it's been a long time yeah it's been a long time but i've seen it when i was a kid um danny k was one of my favorite comedians when i was little because i'm a strange child and um i mean he was you know a comedian in the (laughs) 60s i was more of a bob newhart guy (laughs) well that came later (laughs) but I mean, we're not that old, but um, my I think my mom and my grandmother still had the albums, and I just um, came across the album and played it, and I thought he was hysterical. And so when I realized he was in White Christmas, um, I liked watching it, and I liked the singing and the dancing. But then there was a gap where I didn't watch it for who knows how long. I came back to it in my 30s, and as an adult, I caught a lot of the jokes, a lot of the, you know... You know, the unspoken things and also read a lot about how Danny Kay and Bing Crosby ad-libbed so much stuff. And Danny Kay was such like, he was such a jokester and a prankster. And so you can catch a lot of genuine moments of them laughing at each other and him cracking up Bing Crosby in the movie. And so that's (laughs) now my favorite parts of the movie. So I, yeah. When they dress up as, I don't know if you remember, Ed, when they dress up as the... The sisters in blue. Sisters, sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barely. I, I, yeah, I pee my pants in that a long scene. Time. I was probably in like middle school oh or something God. when I last saw that. You should, as an adult, it is much, much, yeah, much I'll funnier. Have to go back to much that more one. entertaining. And of course, that sure. famous yeah. line from Christmas Vacation where he says, We're going to have the happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby <laughs> tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. There you go, Matt. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Damn. I know every line of that movie it's so sick <laughs> such a good movie oh it's so fucked up it's so fucked up but it's so good and it's like as as i got old i saw it when i was a kid as fucked up as that is but you know it's probably not Me the too. best movie for kids to see but as I, as I got older and I had a kid and I can appreciate the stress of having family over for a holiday and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it got funnier <laughs> yeah. every single year mm-hmm. that I saw it. It was already funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then each year I saw it, it got funnier and funnier and funnier because you are feeling his pain <laughs> as yes. you go through. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember being old enough. I also saw it. I saw all those movies as a kid, but I don't know. I, my mom let me watch a lot of weird shit, but... Um, I remember being when I was a teenager, all of a sudden I that movie had a different meaning for me as a teenager like, "Ugh, my grandparents have to, you know, sleep in my bed and just the whole yeah. thing." And then again, <laughs> yeah. when you have your own home and you start to um 
you know, either drag your own family over for Christmas or you have the in-laws, you know, come to your house. And yes, same thing. Like all of a sudden, every couple of years, my appreciation for that movie would change. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, take it away, Matt. Okay. So to all of our listeners, our fellow Metal Rock and Whiskey Obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. Find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. Send us your love, your likes. Please share your thoughts, reviews, questions, suggestions, concerns, and comments about the show. You can also follow us individually on Instagram. Yours truly at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey Save the E. Head. And they can find me also on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. Sailor. <laughs> And you can find Jake as Bourbon Spartan, and you can find me as Sailor Retro. And as Jake would normally say, hey guys, this was a lot of fun. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did, but now my glass is empty and it's time to go. Be sure to tip your waitress. We're out. And then I would say, fuck you, Lars. Later, everyone. Later. Happy New Year.